so uh, we're in this last part of this uh, 40 days of prayer series. Uh, we've been focusing on how prayer uh, works in our lives and how we can call upon uh, that prayer uh, at any time of our life experience, that there is prayer, there is, there is the guidance of God dwelling in us. So today we're going to be wrapping the series up by exploring uh, five dimensions of prayer. Uh, I, I really feel that these five dimensions, if we will look at them and carefully uh, draw them into our spirit, that it can change, it can transform our prayer life. I've been using this, uh, uh, this method um, uh, for the past several weeks, just trying to prepare for this time. And I will tell you that um, in my three times a day when I have deliberate prayer at 8 and 12.30 and at 8 o'clock at night, um, and I use this, this process, um, I, I'm, I feel the centering power of God on my life. And I just want to invite you uh, to really experience this today. So I had an email from somebody uh, not too long ago, a young woman in our church, and she says, Tom, I feel drawn in so many different directions. I feel pulled uh, to go in so many different directions, and I am, uh, I'm being challenged by how to live my life. And so I think these, these five dimensions will help us resolve or at least begin to address this. So let me give you the first one. You ready? Yes. Okay. So uh, for, to be ready, uh, I'm going to invite you to take out your teaching notes and, and, and be ready to fill in just a few words. Uh, this is not going to um, bite you, but it will, if you decide to use it today, I think it will transform you. So if, uh, you, don't care to, if you don't want to have your life transformed, just leave it in your bulletin. That's fine. Uh, but no pressure. Uh, and then if you'll notice at the bottom of the page, at the bottom of the page, I left you a blank space, and um, I'm going to get you to show your artistic work today. I'm going to show you a, 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 um, a process that, I, uh, that I've decided to use to help me remember the five dimensions of prayer. So here, here's the first one. Uh, I look backwards to the cross. A few weeks ago when I was starting to write on this sermon, I, I literally had an out-of-body experience. I was in my study at home, and my out-of-body experience uh, was that I was standing right here uh, like, I w like I'm preaching, and as I was preaching, I, I literally turned around, and I looked up at the cross behind me. And I had this moment in time in which I just have to acknowledge uh, the cross that is behind me, the, the cross that I look back to. Look, look at this text, First Peter. It says, uh, go back. For God paid, God paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, with the precious lifeblood of Christ. Let me tell you, my friends, uh, that when we look back, what happens is uh, that we look back at the cross of what Jesus Christ did for us. God sent his Son into the world, uh, not to condemn the world, but to give the world what? Hope, love, joy, and peace. And, and what God wants for us more than anything else is for us to look backwards and to say, I claim the gift of God uh, for my life. I claim this gift uh, that literally changed the world. I literally, I claim this gift because I want to become something new and fresh in me. I claim this gift that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world, not to condemn the world, but to have life everlasting. 
Let me see if I can physically show you uh, what, what, I really, what, what I'm feeling today. Uh, we're going to be having Holy Communion here in, in just a few minutes, and the children are going to bring up the elements of bread and wine for us in, in just a few minutes. Uh, but I love the old liturgy of the church, the liturgy that says, I am not worthy to gather up the crumbs from under thy table. I want you to imagine uh, the disciples sitting at the table. And I want you to imagine yourself being one of those disciples. And I want you to imagine our altar table uh, being the, the table that the disciples and Jesus were sitting behind. And the way that it physically is, the way, that it, the way this liturgy reads, I'm not worthy, uh, meaning I'm not good enough, I, I, I'm sinful, so I'm not worthy to gather up the crumbs from under thy table. It simply means this, uh, that I am not worthy to sit down here on the floor of the, uh, of the altar of God. I'm not worthy to gather up the crumbs that are falling off the table just like they fall off your table or mine. So that's our reality. That's your reality. That's my reality. I'm not worthy to gather up the crumbs from under thy table. And then it goes on to say, but because of thy great and manifold mercy, I don't sit on the floor gathering up crumbs. But Jesus Christ has invited me to sit at the altar table and to feast at the heavenly banquet. I don't know about you all, but that makes me feel like I have a future. How about you? So today when you receive Holy Communion, you're not coming up here uh, just as, a, uh, as someone who's thinking about, oh, I get to gather up some of the crumbs from under the table. No, you've been invited to sit at the banquet table, and Jesus is saying, I want you to have this meal. I want you to have this forgiveness. I want you to have this feeling of empowerment for your lives, saying that your past is forgiven because God sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world, and you have a future that you dare to hope and pray for. Amen. We are not crumbs. That's not what we're here for. We are here to feast the heavenly banquet. So I want you to begin with this image on your, on, on your, on, on your piece of paper. Write, draw this image. If you have to prick your finger and bleed, that's good enough. Just draw this image right there. Draw a cross in the bottom part there. I'm going to give you an image. I want to give you a way to remember the five dimensions of prayer. The first way is that we look backwards at the cross. Here's the second way. Second way is uh, that we look upward into the face of a loving father. We look upward. Uh, I, 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 I simply love that image of looking up into the light. I have this beautiful light right here. I look upward into the light. I look upward into the face of God. I see God smiling down upon me because God loves me. You've heard me, for those of you who've been here for a while, you, you've heard this before. But in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, the word Father is used at a maximum 14 times in the entire Old Covenant. Now, if we think about the New Testament, we, we think about what's called the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. And in the Synoptic Gospels, there are, the word Father is used 65 times. If you look only at the Gospel of John, the word Father is used over a hundred times. Are you getting the point? 
God sent his son Jesus Christ into the world. Jesus Christ came in and radically transformed the image of the way the Jewish people uh, thought about God. Uh, they thought about God in these, uh, this wonderful terminology of being majestic or being the king of kings or the Lord of lords. And we, and we think about that. And I, and I like that imagery. But when Jesus Christ came on, came into the scene, Jesus says, what we're supposed to do is to look at God, not as some distant being, but as our Father, our Abba. I love when I travel to Israel and, and I'm walking down the streets, whether it be a Palestinian area or whether it be a Jewish area, and you hear the children uh, calling out to their fathers, Abba, 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 Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And you hear, these, you hear these children, and they're running up to their, to their Abba, their daddy, and they're, they're, they're wrapping their arms around his neck, and they're just kissing on him. And, and, and you see the uh, little children, they fall down, and their, and their Abba comes and wipes off their, 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 their skinned-up knee. And you, you get this image of, of, of God as Father, as a God who loves us so intimately. And so when we pray and we look upward, what we're seeing is we're looking into the face of God. We're looking into the face of, of, of our Abba who says, I love you so very much. I want you to know that no matter where you go, no matter what you go through, no matter where you go in life, I'm going to be present with you. I don't know about you, but I need that. I need it because I'm a screw-up. So are you. So look at this. I want you to look at this image. So what you're going to do now is just draw a line from, your, from the top to the left, and you're just going to write the word upward. Now, I love this one. The next one is uh, that I, 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 I look inward to the Jesus living inside of me. Do you know that Jesus is living inside of you? Do you? Uh, look, look at this text, 2 Corinthians. Examine yourself to see if your faith is real and growing. Test yourself. Remember that Jesus is living inside of you. And so let me, let me give you this, this illustration. If I breathe in Jesus, if I uh, invite Jesus to come into my soul, uh, there isn't space in my interior of body, mind, and spirit, there isn't space for everything that is currently there and Jesus living inside of me. So something's got to go. And what's going to go is that stuff which isn't of Christ. What's going to go is that, is that Jesus is going to be pushing out those things that cause us to live in brokenness and in pain as Jesus is living inside of us. So Jesus Christ wants to come and live inside of you. And so we look inward and we say, uh, I am broken in this way. I am shattered in this way. I sin in this way. I am uh, drawn away from Christ in this way. I permit the world to, to suck uh, the goodness out of my life and to push in uh, the, bad, the bad stuff. You know, however you want to describe it. And Jesus Christ is living inside of us. Here's the fourth one. Or here, draw this picture. 
So you're just going to draw a line down and put inward there. The fourth one is this. I look around and I ask the Holy Spirit to use me. I look around and I ask the Holy Spirit to use me. Here is the most dangerous prayer that any of us can offer at any given time in our lives. The most dangerous prayer is two words. Use me. That's it. When you say, Holy Spirit, come in and use me, watch out. And I'm going I'm to tell you, it is an amazing journey uh, that when you just say, Holy Spirit, come in and use me, you're going to go places. You're going to do things. You're going to say things. Uh, you're going to be uh, living for Christ in a way that you're not familiar with today. So four years ago, Gary, Tripp, and I were sitting in a meeting. We said we cannot allow uh, the prayer breakfast to stop. We prayed about it. And we simply said, God, use us. So from that, two, pers two persons, it is spread uh, to a mighty armor for God, a mighty army. Or let me give you another example. Uh, I, I want to thank you all for your prayers last week as the team that I was with um, uh, was uh, in Cuba. Um, let me see. Steve, are you here? Steve Elbling? Okay, I think he's going to come. There you are in the balcony. Thanks. Um, so Steve and I, along with Ginny and Vic Martin, uh, were, um, uh, went to Cuba last Friday, a week ago Friday, and we came back on Tuesday. And um, um, we, we had this moment of um, transformation in our lives. Uh, and God just said, I'm going to use you. But let me take you back uh, about 10 months ago, back to June of 2018. The church sent me and uh, my daughter Amanda, who lived in Cuba for five months, um, to go to Cuba and to spend time with the bishop and to, with the seminary. And, and as we were visiting with the seminary leadership back last June, um, they were sharing with us that they didn't know where the money was going to come from to have school, to have the seminary classes start in September. And so that kind of just planted a seed. A few hours later, we were visiting with the bishop. And um, while I was sitting there listening to the seminary leadership and listening to the bishop talk about some of the opportunities and challenges in Cuba, uh, which is still a very communist country, um, uh, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just came into me. It was one of those moments in which I, I was wondering uh, how, how, I was wondering how I was going to sit still because the Spirit of God just came and, and dwelled up inside of me. And in that moment, in that moment, the Holy Spirit says, Tom, uh, you, can, you can offer them what they need for this time in order, to, in order that seminary classes would continue in September. And so we decided, though, we as a church decided that we're not going to do one year of supporting the annual budget for the seminary for 157 students of $40,000 a year. We're going to do it for three years. And we're halfway there on our goal. What made it really uh, powerful is that while we were there this, this past week, on Monday uh, afternoon of this past week, 
uh, we, were, we were sitting there uh, with the leadership of the seminary again, and, and, and the dean of the seminary said, um, uh, he said, we are so thankful uh, for the church uh, called Cypress Lake who gave us the resources we need to have classes uh, that began in September for a new class of seminarians. Our translator, Tylene, as she was sitting there and doing the translation for us, she's, she started seminary last September. And she realized, and we realized, that here we have this servant of God, this dynamic woman of God, who would not have been able to go to seminary had we not responded with the Holy Spirit working in us. It's not about us, my friends. It's about what God can do through us. So the Holy Spirit comes and works in us. Here, let me, get, let me just give you this drawing. So I just want you to draw a line up and just put the word around. And, and, and here's the fifth one. The fifth dimension is I look forward to the future in my faith. Philippians 1 says, I am confident of this, that God who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Will continue to complete it. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. You've heard people say, you want to, you want to make God laugh, tell God your plans. You've heard that, right? Well, I, I, I don't believe that. I believe because it's, it's supposed to be a joke. I don't think it is a joke. I think God wants to hear your plans. God wants to hear oh, what's going on inside of you. God wants to hear oh, what it is that, that you need in your life. God wants to hear your dreams. God wants to hear about, about the path that you want to take uh, for the future. God wants to hear all that because God wants to be in the middle of that, weaving the Spirit of God into your dreams and your hopes. So let me ask you right now, what are you hoping for for the rest of today? Have you invited God in? What are, you, what are your hopes for the rest of this week? Have you invited God in? What, what, are you, what are your hopes for the rest of this month? Have you invited God into your life? What are your hopes for the rest of this year? Have you invited God in? What are your hopes for the next decade? Have you invited God in? For every single day of your life, for every single breath of your life, or have you invited God to come into your life to say, God, here I am, use me. Give me a future that I dare to hope and pray for. A future of faith. Well, i got to be quiet now. i got to move on. Well, let me just share the last image for you. So draw the line and draw forward. Folks, right here in this simple little image, you see that we look backwards. We look backwards at the cross. Then we look upwards into the face of Jesus. And then we look inward because Christ is living in us, pushing out that which is not good. And then we look all around us and we think all around us God can use us. And then we look forward to a future faith. If you and I will spend time praying in this five-dimensional way, I believe that God will touch us and motivate us 
to be far closer to God in the next hour than we are today. Amen? Amen.